Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your number one source for all things Final Fantasy TCG, sponsored by Ultimate Guard. That's strong, and he looks like he's very evenly statted. I mean, four, four, four circle, four, four? four shield. Me, whoa, whoa, you're, yo, you're telling me this is a six-drop, four-circle, four-shield, two-starry-pip-diamond, double-ability, storyboard hero, unrivaled archer, blue Robin Hood? I mean, is there anything about this card that isn't busted? Dude, that's what I'm saying, dude. Like, he also gains, if on your turn, he has evasive. evasive. Hello? My favorite keyword. Dude, evasive in any game. Because you see evasive, it probably does something good. Well, I'll tell you what. Fire, bro. <laughs> right. I'll tell you but what. I don't know. I'm I think addicted to drawing cards, time. bro. And he says draw a card. That's all I know. He's the only Dude, one of these I, cards. Well, Stitch. Oh, no. Stitch, Stitch also says draw cards. Just draw a fuck ton of cards. <laughs> oh, you can exert the character you play. Oh, so you, like, tap it that turn yeah. to draw a card. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Like, you just, like, play it, tap it, draw, sweet rip. So, like, basically, you're, you're like, can tripping with all of your two drops. That seems. That seems kind of busted. I mean, I'm unless being it, tapped is just such a... Unless being tapped is such a bad thing on the dude, turn you play something. I'm trying to break Seven Dwarves, dude. <laughs> dude. Dude, Seven Dwarves... That's what it is, man. I'm seven trying to break Seven Dwarves, dude, if I can get there. Yeah, dude, it's like... I just wait for the print of playable Dopey, and I think we're there. <laughs> dude, they're 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 gonna play like uh, they're gonna play like the Turks in this game, right? You just fucking dopey into fucking grumpy into fucking sappy or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> sappy into that's tappy that. into scoopsy, dude. That's my. <laughs> that's my favorite fucking dwarf, dude. <laughs> I killed him already, dude. <laughs> He's dead. He's gone. He's far away from the computer, dude. I can hear him fading. Chris? <laughs> Chris we're going to have to fish him back, dude. We're going to have to... Oh, my God, dude. I cannot fucking wait for this game, dude. <laughs> Chris. Oh, God. Oh, my God, dude. Welcome back oh. to Earth. Holy oh. shit. Dude, I can't wait for that game either. Dude, the card game. The card game fucking just... The, the the jokes are non-stop. Because, Just like... Dude, at some point, they stop becoming jokes. <laughs> like, yes! We just, we just become, switch the nouns, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> dude, they become the right... Like, Stompy. Stompy used to be a joke, and now it's like a legitimate like archetype in magic. Like, I'm <laughs> telling you, words like mill, those are all fucking just slang words for something. Ugh. I love it. I love it. But John... Chris, there's only so many slang words you can use I can think of a to few describe more. how we feel for being back for the next episode of the podcast, Lorcana edition. Oh, the, is this the Lorcana edition? This is the Lorcana edition of the RV. Sorry, Returns folks. Podcast. And, and John, we're not we're not alone. We've got, can we cue the John Cena music here? Because the fucking champ is here. The lord of the pile himself. We've got Mr. Ryan Chen, also known as Viridian, with us in the in the fucking booth today. Holy shit! What's going on, sir? How you doing? Good, how are you? God, oh man, we're, we're well, good. I mean, shit, we're doing great. Can't be as good as you. You're sitting on cloud nine after a big win this past weekend. 
I mean, I know what it's like to be an influencer. You now people are asking me to go on their podcasts and their. Dude, you've been making them now. I was gonna say, dude, I saw you on all the morning shows. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I'm ready to cycle <laughs> through them, you know, and go back to uh, being an opie again. <laughs> nah. No, 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 dude. Next thing you know, you're gonna you're gonna cycle into like the uh, the weird tier of like you can't ever stop being a celebrity, but like not currently doing a thing. So then it's just like, oh, here's Viridian's new like cream puff recipe, or his like, oh, Viridian's <laughs> new cinnamon roll recipe. You start like a cooking blog, like you then you're kinda, on Dancing with the Stars. You just kind of pivot, yeah, and then eventually it leads to Dancing with the Stars, but that's. That's further down the road. And we see reality TV is really an end game for, for Final Fantasy players these days. That, that, that's exactly <laughs> what happens. I, I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to see your takes when you uh, start judging, you know, American Idol or America's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think you, you're really going to find your niche right there. But, <laughs> you know, we've got a lot to talk about this week. You know, like we said, you know, Ryan, you are uh, Ryan or Viridian if you're nasty. Coming off the heels of the most recent re-raise event that was at Gamers Heaven up in uh, Pennsylvania. Fe- Phoenixville, I think, is exactly where it's at. Yeah, Phoenixville is, is technically the location in the greater Philadelphia area, Chris. It's uh, like, look, yes. look, look, if you're a card gamer in the Mid-Atlantic or the Northeast, you've been to a tournament or two at Oaks and Oaks, PA. You sure have. Okay, and Oaks mm-hmm. likes to call themselves Philadelphia. It's just not. It's uh, It's just not Philadelphia. So I, I also am going to take this minute as I close Teams to apologize to anybody who is listening to this podcast and thinks, oh, I just got that Teams message. I better do some work. Oh, uh, oh because, man. Yeah, that was me. All right. Nah, but we know what happens here. We put our feet on the desk. We put, get that cup of coffee and we listen to the RVA Returners podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Chris Adams. And with me on the case, just scoop, just sorting out the evidence cleaning the gun, polishing the badge. John Schreiner, say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. I feel like this one is, uh, I like this new format. We're doing this introduction, like, after we introduce the guests. Well, dude, we're, we're, we're among, we're, you know, among greats, an yeah, all-time dude. great. Well, he, yeah, it's a red carpet, dude, him first, and then, like, we'll Absolutely. worry about us later. Yeah. But, yeah, like, we've got a lot to talk about. Um, Again, both of you boys, you know, it's, it's kind of, let's get, talk about the elephant in the room you know prior cast i was talking about how excited i was to go to pa well you Oof. know it just kind of fell through at the last minute i um you I know, know you were missed, I, brother for sure i know i i really wanted to go and, and we'll talk about you know obviously you boys were there had a great time I, I heard there was some some issues you know throughout the tournament and i don't want to you know we don't want to dwell on that but if you know we kind of want to talk about maybe what needs to be done as we prepare to go back into like an actual OP season, um, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, the decks you guys chose to play. We're going to talk about mm-hmm. matchups, good, bad, or indifferent, how everything went. Um, but before I get all into all that, um, yeah, I was, I know I was supposed to be there, but it was just kind of this weird, like, tale. Like, I had actually bought my ticket for the event back in April, like when they went on sale. Like, but I think I bought my ticket at the same time I bought the ticket for the Florida re raise. Mm. So, yeah, so I, I had it for a while. And then, like, when I found out this this thing was capped and there was a lot of people that didn't get tickets, I was like, because I, I, and I, maybe I missed it, John, when you said that you. <laughs> Brother, we were in the same Airbnb. It won. Conversation. <laughs> I don't even, I, I, I don't remember. I, I thought, I was like, I, know a lot I was like, I paid. Coming to hang too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I, I, I mean, it I was, it was have, definitely I a murky situation. That. Yeah. Because I, I yeah, was so checking like, I in with you. Ticket. I was like, oh, Chris, yeah, you ready just, for the event? And yeah, you're like, what do you mean, and bro? And I was like, 
Yeah. I was like, I sold my ticket. I didn't think you were going. And then you were like, what? And so I was like, well, fuck. Okay. Well, that's fine. I'll just cheer everybody on. But then like Muhammad started playing like matchmaker and he was like, Hey, here's my boy. He's selling a ticket. Do you want it? I'm like, well, and this was like a week before the event. So I was like, all right, well, fuck it. Yeah. I'll, I'll get another ticket. See what happens. But that's as far as I thought. I didn't think any like, travel plans, any lodging. I couldn't really stick around for Sunday because I didn't. I work Sunday through Wednesday. Um, that's you know what my mm-hmm. work schedule is now. Um, the company I work for, we're a seven day operation. But I um I was like I, and I if I would have had maybe if I would have maybe thought it through a little bit better, I could have taken the Sunday off and I could have made some travel plans, maybe touched bases with somebody, you know, just I don't know, crashed on the floor somewhere. Yeah, I could have figured something out. Yeah, but it was pretty like. I don't know, pretty small time frame. And it was just lack of planning on my part. I think I just go, got so excited for the chance to have a ticket. I was like, Oh cool. I'll figure, I'll just, I'll, I'll figure this out. It's like just grabbing a suitcase and just packing <laughs> a pile of shit and then leaving, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, I'll make it work. We'll, we'll figure it out at the airport. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, it's a four hour drive. I know. Yeah. I, I, I really bummed I, I think it sounded like it was a good event i mean two deck format this quick into a into a new format can be a little daunting um because i can truthfully say i had very little reps on the decks i was looking at going into that event i think you saw a lot of people make safe choices because it was an early two deck right i feel that way yeah no, absolutely it's like well this like is said, proven so i'll just lock this in for sure Pretty much, pretty much. I mean, that's that's like early format 101, right? You mm-hmm. go for the safe picks right off the bat. But, the, you know, we'll, we'll unpack all of that. Like the suitcase I just bought at the airport is overflowing <laughs> at this point. We got, you know, we got some other information. We got some, uh, a new product that was spoiled, and I'm not talking about Lorcana. You know, we, we've got, we've Yo, got. Lorcana? St- uh, st- Lor- <laughs> Lorcana? Hold on, what? Hold on, did someone say Lorcana? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm that's, just gonna... that's on the brain. It's on the brain. It's like but a metal jump. detector, dude. Just beep. <laughs> that's right. In that same airport. <laughs> oh, the money's over here, dude. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love it. Fucking love it. But yeah, so you know, we got some products that are coming down the pipe. We've had some other events, but you know, the big one being PA re raise. And John, you know, you're still hosting weekly events. So we're gonna get all of this together. We're just gonna just put it in the pot. We're gonna cut the stove on. And we're going to cook. And John, there's only one place, and I'm not talking about the kitchen, where you can cook on this level. But Is it the newsroom? Where is the place? There's a place. And there's there's a, I don't know, like I'm going I'm going off the rails, much like Wait, Robin Hood. What, I'm trying what to do they have at that place? <laughs> they have like a newsstand. Yeah? What's at the stand? Oh, yeah, papers? And magazines. What is the paper? Well, you know what's at the stand, but I need I need to hear it from Ryan. I don't think he knows. <laughs> I don't think I know. I don't know what the newsstand has, bro. I'm just, I'm just this confused. Oh my it's god, got dude! The news! Starting the news off, as always, John, I, I hear uh, your secretary running in with those documents. I need you to take the podium, and we need to know the Octagon State of the Union. All right, guys, we're here. Uh, I've got my important documents, and we are ready with the Octagon State of the Union. 
Chris and Ryan, the Octagon State of the Union, well, it is good. We are firing off on every cylinder every Wednesday as we have been. Lately, just finished number 164. Uh, I believe KP took that one, um, and we've had a whole variety of winners. Mr. Uh, Pfeiffer took it last week. We've had finally, people in there. got over the hump. He was grinding and grinding away, dude. He was so happy to finally get that one with uh, Avalanche, I believe it was. And you can watch a whole video that he put together about uh, the deck and his choices for it. And he even did, I think, some analysis of his match, either from that week or the week before um, of our event that he put up, where... You know, he's talking about it. So it's cool to see uh, people who like work at it and then achieve it. It's just really, really neat to get to watch that kind of story unfold. Right. It's uh, yeah. like the the proof is just right there. We're, we're filming a documentary, Chris. That's right. That's right. It's like, uh, I mean, yeah. you know, ta- just like tacos, right. Doing the new game plus. We're dude, that's so RBA cool. Weekly. It's like this guy just won. He got second place right at the event. And it's like, dude, if you want to see how this guy just did so well at this event, you could literally just go all the way back and watch. Um how he did it yeah very very cool uh so anyway things going very well um not a whole lot as far as you know new stuff going on for octagon thankfully we've been able to kind of start to host these new events in person so we haven't really had any kind of big digital uh goings ons um been thinking about potentially doing something on like a weekend or on a different day just to kind of throw something together online where we can maybe get a different group of people um, and, you know, give them a chance to battle it out for something. But for the most part, we're just chugging along. You know, please uh, feel free to come by any Wednesday night. You can play for free. It could be you, the winner. Yep. You get a chance to go to the prize wall and, uh, you know, get all kinds of fun stuff. So come on by and, uh, you know, it could be you, Chris. It could be you, also, but also uh... you really good time to level up your game there's always good players playing you know yeah i mean that was our very good opportunity to get better it's crazy because now we think about this as like a response to covid right but really we started doing it like half a year before covid even happened like we started the online local when people very much were just going to their real in life locals (laughs) that it was because i was like dude what if you got a chance to play against people you don't normally get to play against like some of these good players i bet really enjoy the chance to get to play against each other when they're not normally local and they have to wait for like events and stuff like that and then really you end up with this this uh gauntlet that you can run where it's very real practice and very real players and i i say you know if you've got a deck that can take the rva weekly it's probably a deck that could take an event so yeah and not to mention that too john you know you had also started this initially there's it's not as prevalent or maybe it's still about the same uh, maybe again I, i'm not in the na group anymore but we also got a lot of people who just didn't have locals. Yeah. You know, we wanted mm-hmm. to kind of be that bastion for people to come. It's like, well, you want to play the game. You don't have a, a local store. Yeah. We've got it. a digital local store for you and uh, everybody's local. Good news. Exactly. <laughs> it's like cheers. It's the digital equivalent <laughs> of cheers. Yeah, you know me, I'm a classy guy. Chris, right? There's a classy dame. There's sporty, exotic, and sophisticated, I think, were the three. Um, and yeah, so anyway. I missed out on leggings, Tifa. I missed out on <laughs> yoga pants. 100% <laughs> Yeah, the, the lemons are probably no good either. If anything is called a lemon, usually that's probably part <laughs> yes. of the favorite scheme as well. But um, yeah, so uh, yeah, that playmat too is uh, a little rough. 
But it's an all of a very playable card. It's a very popular character. It's going to sell. It's going to be worth money. So I don't know how yeah, you guys feel things, about it. Right? They're, they're, they're really leaning into, like, the simps that really love, like, you know, Tifa. I'm, I mean, when are we getting the Jacko statue of this outfit, right? Like, I mean, that's kind of coming down the pipe, right? Um, yeah, but it should be that art, dude. Just they have the, right, the Jacko I mean, art, like. <laughs> nah, look, I'm, I'm just saying, like. You know, I don't know. Like, think about the the one that was in the tin, right? Yeah. Like the Advent Children full art. That's yeah, a that gorgeous draw, card on right? a highly yeah. unplayable Tifa card. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this just feels really. I mean, they lazy like, is I feel yeah. lazy using the word lazy because it feels like the adjective we use all the time to describe these things. But yeah, I mean, I don't but know. They're saying like this is the probably the most playable Tifa the game has ever seen, right? If like, that thing would, didn't have a giant say. logo on it that's the 25th anniversary, would you say that card even stood out? I thought it was a spoiler for the next set when I first saw it, to be honest. Yeah, I thought the same thing, too, <laughs> until I read it, and it was like, oh, this is the same Tifa. I was like, where's the translation? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, that's the old card. Like, oh. Uh, hmm. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, the, like, would you have said that card even stands out unless they literally put a stamp on it that told you it was an anniversary card? Like nope. I mean, I, the same thing for Gabrant, but I thought we've come a long way since then. I guess not. We we have. Like I, the know, thing is, know. we should, we have. But the thing is, all the seven, all the seven simps are going to buy it. Like if you love seven, this this has got your name on it. Now, you know, John, we know what our favorite Final Fantasy is, and this is a perfect time. I need to ask uh, Mr. Ryan over here. Do you have a favorite Final Fantasy? Oh no! You're supposed Uh-oh. to ask me this at the end, dude. I don't, no, I don't want to get dude. kicked off before. before oh no, no, it's okay. It's okay. You, you can, <laughs> he does have a favorite Final Fantasy. Dude. It's the Final Fantasy trading card game. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, I think my favorite one was probably FF13. That was the one I, the first one I played. All right. Well, well next week we'll right. be back with our. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's okay. No. It, it's actually a, that's actually a more common answer. Old Stephen Arboleda, that was his favorite too. Like, and I think it's just a matter of like when you had that. It was that like the you said that was the first one you played. That was when I got my Xbox 360. You know. Yeah. Okay. There I think. You go. I think so. Also, for me, uh, it's usually somebody's first like JRPG or first game with like that kind of narrative story. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true yeah. for you, Viridian. If uh, if that was your first like long Japanese role playing game, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yep, yeah. I, I, when I went to a con in New Jersey that was like a Final Fantasy convention, and people were cosplaying, I was all excited to go there. This was like only two or three years ago because I was still playing the card game at the time. And I went, dude, and sixty percent of the people there were cosplaying as the Final Fantasy fifteen characters. And I was like, "What fucking universe am I living in, <laughs> where most of the people at this Final Fantasy fan convention are not only like on like the team Final Fantasy fifteen was pretty good, but are cosplaying as these characters? Like, what has happened? And what happened is I got old. Is uh, that's what happened? These yeah, people no, all played a, this exactly as their first Final happened. Fantasy game, like you know that was brand new to them, and that was like holy shit dude you know that was it did to them what ff6 did to me it was like dude games yeah. can be like this like a game mm-hmm. can be like like an interactive movie like that that is like this really really interesting compelling story that is also a fun strategy game where i feel like i'm challenging myself and i'm like rewarded with like one of the coolest like movies or stories i've ever seen it's like yeah dude i think that um no matter what your first final fantasy is there is a massive attachment to that game and hard to overcome that bias. I I think 
it's true. The the thing I remember the most from thirteen is the uh, the Leona Lewis song that was kind of paired with it. That's uh that's about all I remember about Final Fantasy thirteen. But I'm uh, glad you like it. Dude, I like Saz, dude. <laughs> he, I like his chocobo chick and his hair, dude. He's my favorite. The graphics were like so good compared to what I was used to when for I the time for sure, dude. Yeah, I won't argue with that at all. Like it was, was funny because you were playing the Xbox at. version too, which was like the jank mm-hmm. version. Now, I was too, <laughs> to be fair. I was also on the jank Xbox version, but uh, Alex was playing right next to me on like the the PS4 projector, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Let's get you to bed, Grandma." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, wild thirteen. But no, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, I'm waiting. Uh, that new Sarah. Viridian really is like borderline very strong. The Moogle Which one? one? The, the one the, from this yeah, like it's funny because you call her the Moogle one, but honestly, I think like completely absent of any Moogles, it's still fine, right? Like, like player hit a card and add it to hand is like okay, it's not the ideal, right? But then like if you get to attack and every time you attack with that, it's dull freeze and discard a card, and like that starts to get crazy real fast. I think. <laughs> Probably one of yeah, the strongest on attack triggers that Ice has, right? Like by a mile. Yeah. I always get really excited when there's like a FF13 card that comes out. Um, you know, because like FF13 is like my favorite one, and it's like kind of sad that the you know yeah. the promo light lightning that came out a few sets ago. Mm-hmm. It has like that's like the best card for like every single FF13 character probably. Like because like they're just all in the picture. I'm like, yeah, that's a turbo list. I think that. I mean, turbo was already kind of obnoxious, but giving it that would have been. Maybe just a little, maybe just a little overtuned, <laughs> just but, a bit much. Yeah, but we never saw that timeline, thank God. <laughs> but the timeline we did see, John, is where October fifteenth, we've got our next RVA returners, uh, our our next cup, our next. I guess this we're we've gone on from villains now, and we're doing Esper. That's right. So yes. We're Esper, Esper people now. We're Esper people. Yeah, the Esper series, uh, the Tridoc Cup is coming up here in. November in Raleigh, it's going to be a great time. Uh, we have posted some details about that on the RVA Returners Facebook page. But we are at 47 the last time I checked, which was uh, over the weekend, actually. I mean to make a post on Facebook because we are so close. When we hit 50, all of those Opus 17 prize packs that we're giving out double. So that means two boxes to first, a box to second, half a box to third and fourth, and prizing all the way down to top 16. So I'm sure we're going to get there. I just got to you know let everybody know how close we are. Um, and man, I'm, I'm excited, dude, especially in PA this weekend, everybody was talking about the event, getting excited for the event. You also had a lot of people, Chris, who were like, well, what's this event? And kind of like looking at like the plane ticket and being like, shit, it's like, it's like the next one, you know, when you want to keep chasing that, the, uh, the travel bug that go around play yeah. events feeling and you're not going to Canada, you know, and San Diego, I think sold out real quick, right? Like four hours or something like that. So yeah, still a, uh, a tournament to attend here in uh, Raleigh. Yeah. So come on down. We'll be happy Absolutely. to see you. We'll have Chris and, uh, and myself so, so Ryan, and some you're of the here, on right? the pipes. Yeah, Ryan's coming, right? Yeah, you're going to be there. I'll right? be there in spirit. Ooh, in spirit. Hey, yeah, you know what? That's fair. that's fair. I'll be on the stream, like, watching. Well, that's where we'll be hanging For out sure. with you, dude. Um, Absolutely. Because I'm yeah, going to we'll be, be doing a lot of running and commentating and stuff and uh, not so much playing myself, just making sure everybody has a good time. And everything yep. runs smooth as butter. And uh, you guys will be fortunate to have Chris doing what he does best, 
And uh, Chris, it's been a while for a whole event for you too, brother. Yeah, I yeah, and I feel bad because at the you know, the day I did commentary at the Florida re-raise, I was hungover as shit. I felt <laughs> so terrible. That's okay, like, brother. I, I put John, you in my I backpack. I got up and went it's to the fine. bathroom like every five minutes. I literally told you to get in my backpack, brother. I got you. It's fine. We'll carry. Oh my god, dude! I was so I'm I'm actually kind of glad I'm I'm glad that like Travis was there with <laughs> us as well because I was like I. I can't do this today. I'm going to try, but I can't do <laughs> we were, it. We were like a little tripod, dude. Like, uh, if any one of those legs was pulled out, that thing was falling over, dude, but we me, did me okay. and Cody had too much fun. Me and Cody were having way too much fun. There was, the, there was those fucking Top Gun margaritas. I'll tell you, dude, dude that, <laughs> that Applebee's. Uh, Gabe, so, I know, just we keep delaying the main topic here, but uh, when I saw Gabe this weekend, Chris, Gabe uh-huh. was, like, talking about how when he left me in Gen Con, he had a connecting flight in um, Orlando, and he had to be there for uh-huh. 10 hours. So he actually Holy left shit. the airport and went to James' store and played at a pre-release. So, like, the day uh-huh. after I saw Gabe in Indianapolis, he was literally in Orlando playing a pre-release. Uh, there's, like, a picture of him playing against Irving. And then he's like, yeah, dude, I didn't know what else to do. So there was, like, an Applebee's right there in that parking lot. So I went there and drank for a while. I was like, oh, my God, did you drink at the Applebee's? And he's, he's like, yeah, there's one that's kind of in the... I'm like, no, dude, trust me. I know exactly. Yeah, that's Japanese the one. Is Maverick still there? Uh, Maverick was maybe still there, but the bartender, our friend, was not the one uh, on duty. So. <laughs> he probably fucking quit <laughs> yeah, that I bet. night. That night, quit. yeah. In the middle of serving the other people after we left, we were like, we're getting out of here. We're eating dinner somewhere else. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I believe that's oh all, of, uh, all of our news, sir. So now we can go ahead and properly, uh, you know harass yeah, and or deploy our newest asset here yeah I'm, I'm actually really excited to talk to you uh ryan you obviously had a great weekend of cards and of course we're talking about the pennsylvania re-raise it was two deck format um two-day event it was only a top eight cut uh for this event because i believe it was what capped at 60 yes yeah, 60 yes. player okay. cap we fired off with 57 okay gotcha so uh, two other people didn't show up I'm not alone, but mm-hmm. that was only three of us. But, but what I want to do now, John, both of you guys were there. Um, and John, we'll talk about your deck choices here and deck choices, how your day went. Um, but I want to hear from the champ. So let's, I kind of want to break it down bit by bit. Just kind of tell us overall how your event went. Then we'll get into deck choices, you know, and why you landed on those decks. So the floor is yours, Ryan. Sure. Um, well, I went to the event, um, got there, and I was surprisingly not tired because my flight to Pennsylvania was like I landed at 11 p.m. Oh shit! Um, and but my my good friend uh, Brian Berkeley and Sam Tool came to the airport to pick me up, um, oh, yeah. and our Airbnb was like an hour away, so I, I didn't like really expect them to, but I was very grateful that they did. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Uh, you were wearing the fuck cloaks. Yeah, we saw the sex cloaks. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and yes. I got a message from those guys that just said, I cannot believe you put on those sex cloaks. <laughs> it's like, look, we're having I'm, a good time, okay? Look, I, I, I don't know if you guys realize this. Y'all were there. I saw the pictures. I'm pretty sure every square inch of that Airbnb was just slathered in jizz. There's just no two ways that it was. There's no way it wasn't. <laughs> Brother, uh, that, there, that Airbnb was wild like actually <laughs> too whimsical too whimsical too crazy uh would would maybe like good to have checked it off the list would probably not do again at least not if i had to be in the fucking secret passage rooms i don't know dude viridian's room wasn't so bad when he could find it but oh, dude yeah. I, dude i was what sleeping in like a mine shaft bro 
Oh, God. Yeah, so so I get there at late at night, and some people were still upstairs. So John's like, here, let me show you your room. And, like, this was an Airbnb. They had, like, themed rooms. So it was just like, you know, John said they were in, like, a mine room. Uh, I was going to be in a garden room with, like, Jeff. And, you know, pretty normal. I see it. It was like, oh, cool theme. Drop my bag off. Then we just go back upstairs and hang out or whatever. Um, Jeff goes to sleep before oh, me later that night. I go downstairs. That your bag was in there already. That you like dropped <laughs> yeah. your bag in the room. Yeah. And the then bag was lost to the house forever. Yeah. So like apparently the door closes and it's like down this hallway where like there's like it's themed like there's stone on the left and the right. Chris, so it's like, literally I'm... a secret hall. Like you push oh, a panel. Fuck out of here. You you push a oh, button God, on I'm one so of the sorry. panels downstairs. <laughs> And you open this panel to this secret hallway, and the hallway looks like you are in like a stone and wood mine shaft, right? And oh, no. <laughs> Ryan, yeah. tell me more. Tell me more, buddy. So I go back downstairs. I turn to the left, exactly, you know, where John shot me, and like I just see like the stone wall, and I'm like, what the heck, am I tripping, dude? Like, there's no entrance <laughs> here. I start like pushing, like trying to see if there's like any way to go in, and no, I couldn't figure it out. I like then I go to John's room, and I'm like, I hope. John or Alex are still, you know, awake. I, I see. I ask Alex, like, hey, do you know how to, like, get in the room? And then we're just, like, both, like, two idiots, like, feeling the wall, trying to find a secret <laughs> button or something. Just couldn't find, couldn't figure it out. Until uh, John and came Aztec to save me. Dude, I literally come over, I'm like, hey, what's wrong? And they're like, we can't find the door. And I'm like, oh, it's right. And then I look at the wall, and again, it's just a stone wall where there used to be a door. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking, like, okay, wait, I saw this, like, I saw the door open earlier, and it had this weird wooden, like, peg sticking far out of it. And I was like, oh, you just have to find the peg. So then I turn, like, the light on my phone on, and I look along the wall and don't see any peg sticking out. And I'm like, okay, 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 think. Okay, so the peg has to be probably retracted into the wall. So then I'm like, all right, I just start, like, running my finger along looking for, like, a little hole, find this tiny little wooden thing, slide it to the left, and the whole door pops open. <laughs> it's oh just like, God. thank God we found it. <laughs> it's like an escape room, man. It was, dude. <laughs> dude, the funnier thing for me, dude, was rice. So rice was one room down in a cave. And the cave literally has these glowing crystals all over the wall. And there's this, like, huge crystal there on a shelf, like, this really long one. And you can find these different recesses throughout the room where you can, like, put the crystal in. And when you push the crystal in there, it starts, like, a light show in the room. Like, one of them is just, like, this glistening, twinkling sound and all the lights shine. One of them, like, triggers this, like, volcanic eruption, and the whole room sounds like it's exploding, and, like, all the lights turn red. <laughs> and one of my favorite things is Rice sends a message to the group that's like, does anybody know how to turn off the lights in the in the cave? <laughs> and we're like, uh, no, maybe, like, try the crystal. So Rice is trying to go to sleep to turn off the light. The man's walking around the room just pushing the crystal into, like, all these holes in the wall just to try to turn off the light switch. And he goes... I couldn't figure it out, but what I did find out is that if you trigger the volcano when the music stops playing, it has the lowest light setting out of all the rest of them, so I went to sleep with the red lights glowing. Dude, <laughs> the next day, we had to message the people who own the Airbnb, Chris, and there's supposed to be, like, a seashell with a magnet on it that you, like, drop into this hole near the bed that triggers, like, the actual the turn fuck? the lights on and off, and somebody had, like, taken this thing. So it wasn't there at the Airbnb. So we had to, like, solve that, like, Sarah and I were talking, and Sarah and I were like, oh, wait, her bracelet's magnetic. And, like, we gave the bracelet to Rice to, like, drop down the hole to turn off the lights from... Actually Y'all insane. literally had to take Matoya the glass eye. Yeah. It's so yeah. wild. Like, like, actually insane 
side quest level Airbnb, but um, I think honestly, channeling the power of the fairies uh, was what gave Viridian his victory. Well, he leveled up trying to find the goddamn bedroom. He just had to do he just, all those random encounters in the hallway. He just leveled up real quick. Oh my god, I don't even remember where we were when we started talking about this Airbnb, but it had to be talked about, bro. Dude, so you got there late. You couldn't find your bedroom. Did you eventually get to sleep? Because you had to go win this thing the next two days. Yeah, I did get to go to sleep, and you know it was fine. Um, so it's all good. So, so we get we're the event starts on Saturday. You two day format, like we said. Now go ahead and tell us uh, your picks. Now I know just we you know I know you talked about it um, on Travis's channel earlier. Um, you were on Mono Wind and earth lightning kind of this black mage control type list go ahead and walk me through your deck choices and what what made you land on these for this weekend were they were were you expecting particular things or you know had you tested these i mean mono win obviously we know we know the power of that uh, but just kind of walk me through what you know what made you land on these two decks yeah so i think i can't remember when the set came out but i think it came out like pretty recently yeah um, so, yeah, end. like, me and my, my teammates at the TFE, we just, you know, everyone, like, makes a bunch of decks, you know, and they probably all suck. But, you know, everyone, like, <laughs> works on their own thing. Um, I started with Glacial because I thought that card was really cool, and, like, I thought it was going to be insane. Mm -hmm. um, and then it was doing pretty good for the most part. It was, like, beating a lot of decks. And then I played against, like, Storace, and then I lost. I was mm. like, I can't beat an Opus 16 deck. Um, and then I played against uh, Earth Lightning. Um, I think Eureka did like an Earth Lightning deck with some of the Objing Managing guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just like couldn't beat that either. I was like, wait, he's just like getting infinite dudes because of uh, <laughs> the Black Waltzes. Yeah. And then, so I basically became a convert to Earth Lightning. I'm like, well, I still think Glacial is a good card. I think people in North America hate playing with old cards. Like remember, like Sky Pirates, like no one played Sky Pirates after mm -hmm. yeah. Set yeah, they were coming out. Oh, they get bored and move on, dude. It's all exactly looking so for the like, new shiny. Okay. Glacial, I'm sure, surely other people think that card's gonna be good. So I'll just play Earth Lightning and I'll beat that deck. Um, and then you know I was too focused on making like Earth Lightning as as like good as it could be. So my second deck, you know, couldn't play Earth or Lightning, so I just took a Nato's Mono Wind list. I was like, okay, he he did pretty well. Like so, we have we have like a different tier. Like so, the Australian guys had a re-race a couple weeks before the North America re-race. Mm -hmm. Um, then I had the re-race, and I think Eureka has like a Japanese tournament like this weekend. Oh, so we, we were all yeah, like yeah, panicking. Yeah. We're all like, okay, what are we gonna play? And then it's like <laughs> the next person's turn to like figure out what they want to play. <laughs> yeah, and you get to do a shoulder of giants thing with like results from the previous events. So that is actually really cool seeing that. Like literally, oh yeah, well my teammate had a successful deck, so I'll just play that as one of my two decks. Like, no questions yep. asked, kind of thing. <laughs> I got the the inside scoop. You know, like Nato's like, well, I probably changed these cards after the event. Like, ah, um, cool. Allow me to succeed where you failed. It's like dads to their sons. Like, I just right. want you to do better than me. I just want to set you up to succeed where I failed. Now, what, um, 
So we got your two deck choices. Uh, did you always lead off with the the Earth Lightning? Because uh, I, I mean, every time I saw you on stream, I, feel, I saw that was the deck that went first. Was that kind of your strategy? Was that leading off with that deck first, try to get the quicker win? Because um, we know Mono Win can kind of settle back, and that's more of a you're you're not winning quick with that deck unless you just kind of have this weird hand where you can just spit out a bunch of shit. But is, it was that was that kind of your strategy going into this event to lead with that and then just slow it down with mono wind after you take game one um so funnily enough like before going to the actual event mm -hmm. i had been working with kp a bit you know trying to tune tune this deck and mm -hmm. he was bringing up first tail. we were like helping him tune the first tail deck mm -hmm. and he almost made me a comment he's like you know there were talks like well if it's two deck format and earth lightning is a slow deck and mono wind can also be a slow deck are you sure you want to play two slow decks Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and risk risk like losing on time. Um, he was so he almost made me a right, convert. <laughs> he was converting people. He was like, "Have you heard about Versailles? To like everybody in the Airbnb, <laughs> dude. And then he was literally like, "Let's go!" Every time somebody <laughs> would switch the deck. <laughs> and then you know, I tried it once, and he's like, "Um, you're not playing it very well." And I'm like, "Yeah, I agree." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so he had no faith in me, and you know, I'm like, I agree, I'll go back to Mono Wind. Um, but at that point, so I played Earth, uh, sorry, Wind Earth last set. Mm -hmm. Um, so I I kind of knew how to do some storm stuff with the lock. Um, so I I was just like, okay, I still like playing Earth Lightning more. It's like my deck that I like playing more. So I'll just run it twice. Uh, always always run it first because if I lose, yeah, I at least get to play my fun deck twice. You know, <laughs> that's true. And Black, it seems like the Black Walt stuff is in a pretty good spot right now. A lot of yeah, angry so we, gamers, man. Yeah, the, when I walked into the room, I thought, you know, crystal decks, different kinds of decks. But really what ended up happening was I was, like, looking around, and I think John can attest. It was just, like, people were playing angry decks or one angry deck and one mono wind deck. Um, and I think a lot of people decided to play their angry deck first. They just wanted to win fast, which actually helped me a lot. Because like the Blackwall deck with the sweeps, uh, usually yeah. won against that. So I, I was kind of like lucky too, you know. Now, any what what was your Swiss record? You were uh, X one. Uh, I'm the worst <laughs> at Swiss. I was X two. I was the only two that made it, dude. No shit. Oh wow. You got a Cinderella yeah. story here. Fuck yeah, dude. The, the scrappy eight seed, dude. That's how it works. <laughs> well, what um. So what did you lose to during uh during Swiss? Or like, you know, talk about kind of talk about your matchups a little bit. Sure. Um I I basically only lost to Hunter. So I lost to Sam Tool round 5 and then I okay. lost to Hunter Nance round 6. Um so they were all top. I think most of the people I played actually ended up in top 8. So like nice. round 1 I played Willow. Breakers. Yeah, he he played a uh, Sophie Magisa. Yeah, Chris mm -hmm. is gonna know uh, the name of like at damn near every one of your opponents. Dude. He played yeah. the whole Raleigh local squad, dude. I, uh, <laughs> nice. And then round two, I played Jeff. He's my local, and we always get paired together. He's, we're always so sad when we get paired together. You love but, going uh, across the country just to fucking <laughs> play your friends. Yeah, he played Guardians twice because um, I beat him both times. Um, then I think round three. Um, what was my round three? Oh, I played Alex, Alex Tesmer. Yeah. yeah. That's right. That was I think wasn't that one on stream? 
yeah, so that was the funny thing. I don't think they had really gotten used to the stream stuff. And they're like, oh, that's weird that you're on stream twice because like I won round three. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's probably because the top seed is table one. Yeah. Uh, and then table one, <laughs> they're like, table one's on stream. And then I ended up being on stream again round four. Hell yeah. Uh, playing against Nick Schnell. Yeah, you got to have the streamers pick tables. You always got to do that because otherwise yeah, it'll yeah, be yeah. like, yeah, the same guy four times. <laughs> yeah. So then Schnell was on Firewater. It's like a Kadaj with backed up with a lot of kill spells. Mm-hmm. And then and he's a, running like the Tetis as well. Yeah, and like yep. the little bombs and Black Waltz monsters that die after one turn, so he can like mm. OTK you kind of. Those bombs are scary, dude. I mean, that was the first time I ever had to use Robel to kill like a free monster. I guess, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, kind of good. <laughs> yep. Um, and then round five, I lost to Hunter or Sam, and then round six, I lost to Hunter. That's right. Well, you got the last laugh there in the finals against Hunter for sure. You down? It's all you just downloaded, and that's all it was. Yeah, I beat. The, I got the the runbacks, and I like redeemed myself. You know, beating both of them. <laughs> so, I, so what? What would you say? I mean, obviously, you lost. You said you lost to Sam Tool and you lost to Hunter. What? What was your toughest matchup of the day? Was it? I mean, again, you got the runback against Hunter. I don't think you played. You, did you play Sam Tool at all on top? Cut. I did. I was. He was my. Holy top shit! Three. You got the runbacks against everybody. This all oh, revenge. Oh, the top cut <laughs> revenge is so sweet. Oh, I love it. I'm juicing like an orange over here. Um. So, what was your toughest matchup of the weekend? Um. So it basically went into the matchup. Like, so I had tested a bunch. Okay. Um. And I went into the weekend knowing that Earth Lightning struggled against Mono Wind or okay. like any Wind deck. Um because they're so fast with like Zidane and Typhon and stuff like that. Um, so during Swiss, Sam basically destroyed me with Icewind. Like it wasn't even close. So I, I like lost against the, his uh, Fusoya twin stick mm-hmm. with Earth Lightning. And I was like, okay, this is probably done because I can't beat Icewind with, with Earth Lightning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got destroyed. Uh, so that was definitely the hardest matchup I did all weekend was Earth Lightning versus uh, Icewind. Gotcha. Now were there were there any decks at this event or, or any decks that you were expecting to see that were just maybe even just not present at all or maybe they weren't put together optimally and you just didn't see them at the top tables um you know things like samurai no maybe crystals, um, kingsglaive crystal stuff yeah, ff6 no samurai stuff. no ff6 and no crystals were the big surprises to me mm-hmm well, does, I feel like, doesn't Samurais have a hard time against, like, Soiree, and there's something else that they, I feel like they have, like, there's something else that they just have a hard time with. I just don't remember Honestly, what Honestly, uh, they struggle with all the other fast decks. They struggle oh, with, oh, like, that, uh, fucking, Avalanche, uh, bro, for sure. Earth Wind, what's her nuts? The the chick that can put the counter on herself. Oh, Arceella. Yeah, that bitch is tough. She is yeah, tough. she's really good. Arceella, very strong card. Yeah, it turns out, uh, it's funny, because we rewind to, like, we were kind of medium on it, and, like, Alex Hancock, so I remember he just kept saying, he, like, kept coming back to looking at it and saying, like, are you telling me you wouldn't play, like, a 3CP12K or whatever? And it's like, well, imagine, like, you know, that's its worst <laughs> its worst yeah. day, right? And then it just gets better from there. Um, yeah, I've had a lot of fun playing with her. She's been one that is just, like, good in a lot of ways you don't think about right away, and you just, it's one of those cards where you're constantly like, oh, this is good in also this situation. Excellent. Glad, glad I have this refresh counter. Never She's a bad the, thing to just, yeah. 
She's a card that eats Amaterasu's too. They're like, they yeah, quickly realize, they're like, little... I can't kill this card if it lives. <laughs> yeah, she also literally oh. eats them out of the break zone and says they, they can't get them back. Yeah, that's that card's really good. Yeah. And I think that's, yeah, I, agree, I agree with you. That card has been just really fun to watch. Now, was there a card for you in particular before we get, before we get to John's deck choices? Were, were the, what card for you was like the fucking MVP of the weekend? Oh, well, it's definitely X Death or Man in Black. Those two cards. Yeah, the, dude, Man in the Black. Return of card, lightning, dude. lightning cards. You know. Oh man, uh, I I got a soft spot for purple cards, and I I saw you get a lot of mileage out of X Death. Um, anytime you were on stream, same with Man in Black. That card just like I don't know. I read that card the first time, and even John and I were talking about it. Like you know, we feel like they finally got that card right. Like they, this is like the third man in black that they, or second or third one they printed, and they're finally like, all right, I think I think we found that sweet spot for the card because he's really good. They keep trying, dude. I, yeah, I actually feel like I probably came in under on this guy. It probably was not so hype as I should have mm -hmm. been, and I've been playing him also lately myself in one of the decks I played, and mm -hmm. he has been an all star. He he's the card that like it felt better than he seemed the first time I put him on the table, like that very first moment. And then from then on, it just got better and better. Yeah, man it doesn't help that like uh, every, literally almost everyone I know, when mm -hmm. they first read this card, they're like, "Oh, it's whatever," because they thought the summon stayed RFG. But that's yeah. not true. It goes back to the, the yeah. Yeah. It Makes me think of the old like uh, Carl Carbuncle stuff, where I was trying to just mm -hmm. like, I want to keep the summon around though. Like, uh, I'll just mm -hmm. put it back in my hand. That's fine. I'm not gonna let it go RFG. Yeah, uh, it just like the the fact that like you start at Man of Black Kusif. And then from there, it just becomes like this crazy toolbox. But dude, I would have thought you had like, enough. yeah, dude, I would have thought Ryan that you had like twelve fucking kusits in your deck as much <laughs> mileage you got out of that. I thought you were pulling a five minfilionis, but yeah, dude, like just so much mileage, and it's just, I don't know, like I feel like that that was just a pretty hard just mountain to get over for a lot of people, and you can just keep recycling the shit that they're that they're trying to kill and move out of the way. It's honestly um, the most efficient summon recursion we've had, right? Because yeah. you don't want to keep... Like, Crowd doesn't count because she doesn't really recur them. You just use them one more time. And, like, the cards that just, like, add them back to your hand from discard pile are never great. They're usually backups that blow themselves up or, or something like a Robel Akbel. But yeah, um, the fact that, like, this guy... Like, you already have all the cards that can get you all the characters, right? Or at least the forwards and backups, for sure. So, like, when the Kusith is that card, well, now you can recur and cycle that. It just means that, uh, I think that, Viridian, you've said recursion is something that you really like about, like, those style of decks, or, like, the Earth element in general. And it's just like, man, that deck is like, you know, once you get to the mid-game, through Man in Black, you can recur every single card in your discard pile. And it's just, like, really, really, really powerful for somebody who is good at making decisions and and toolbox style decks and i think that you're definitely one of those types of players and Thanks. he is a 5 cp 9k right i can't remember yeah because even if they yeah. armor him he's still just chilling and he's ready to attack and do it on attack yeah yeah he is a not an efficient ama <laughs> but no. that's why he's a good play right otherwise it would be uh i think it'd be a whole different world if he was ak right yep and it's crazy, too. He has, like, another line of text that's, like, super relevant. Stopping people from, like, attacking or yeah. blocking mm -hmm. is so good. Yeah. 
Yeah, that that's pretty massive. And again, it's just kind of like just icing on the cake at that point because you've already done like the the unfair thing with him, and this is just like, oh, now I can just win the game off of this too. Thank you. He also protects um, himself on the attack because you could just be like, okay, attack trigger. Well, I'll get Kuseth. I'll cast it, and that nine K can't check my guy. So yeah. like, I'm totally safe to trigger him every turn because he has baked into himself the way to remove the you know a bad blocker. Yeah, that's fucking gross. Now, did you find X Death um, difficult to ever have the twenty dudes in the? Because I, I felt like you didn't. At least it looked like you didn't. But did you ever find yourself in a situation where like, ah, this X Death just isn't a good play right now, or was that something that never came up? Um, I usually tried to play around that, and like I would pitch the early ones. Sure. Um, so it was like it's like kind of avoidable on your part. You generally don't want to play them mm-hmm. early because then. Like the black waltzes are supposed to get you to your like unbeatable, quote unquote, unbeatable late game with X deck and mana black. Mm-hmm. And if you play them too early and you get rid of all your black waltzes, you're just like have a bad, like a bad black belt, and you don't have the other good part of your early game. So no, that's fair. You just have to be careful when you do that. That is absolutely fair. And then, of course, obviously, day two, you go on to win the whole goddamn thing. And uh, the finals was actually a really fun match to watch. I mean, obviously, uh, you and Hunter Nance, also another world-class player at this game, literally. Literally. Um, <laughs> and, and, I, and I like, obviously, we had two mono Windex in the finals. We had the uh, mono Fire Magissa, which actually is a still still a very real deck. Now, obviously, it did take a major hit losing Machery. Um, but did you find that deck was difficult to navigate around uh with either of your deck choices or did it seem like once when you played it with uh because i think you played it with Ma against mono win and you just you were able to kind of like power through some of that stuff but there was a, it seemed like there was a lot of back and forth early yeah so like well both hunter and i had played the day before um mm-hmm. and we both kind of just like walked into it like we were just both like you know sitting on the the, the, the final stable mm-hmm. and we're both like so it's probably just going to be a mono wind mirror, right? It's like, yeah, probably. Because, <laughs> like, Earth Lightning beats the fire deck, and then his fire deck beats mono wind. So it was kind of like coin flip of, like, what deck plays what deck. And then in the end, we probably just guessed it was going to be, like, a mono wind mirror. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And were, and both of you, were both of your lists the same, or were there some differences? Um, we had I was running the Choco Mox package, mm-hmm. um, which I really liked with Lulu to kill guys and, you know, yeah, I love EX. I think I'm a lucky player. So, like, in addition, you know, you get to be lucky and mm-hmm. good, but my luck is pretty good. Um, and it definitely ran hot. So, I, be- I believe in the Chuckle Mugs. Dude, there it is. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, again, Mark. getting in there, the scrappy eight seed with the killer tiebreakers, uh, clearly. Um, and then just cleanly just kind of running through the whole thing again. But finals was an absolutely great, great match to watch. And just a, it seemed like a nice, uh, just a nice clinic of what you know opus 17 can offer uh for the game um now john i know we, we haven't talked much about um about, you know your deck choices i know i know i always hate to say it, your weekend was not as good as uh as uh ryan's over here but uh, our old buddy let's give a shout out a quick shout out to teammate alex testimer who made top eight this weekend yeah dude going into the end of swiss 5-1 brother yeah, and didn't y'all um, play the same decks this weekend or no? Close. You, you played the same Avalanche. Yes. Yeah. So it was um it's funny, we were testing with Hunter and, and the guys like the week before. And so my decks the three decks that I brought with me were the Magissa deck, uh the Avalanche deck, and the Sophie, like an Earth Wind Sophie deck. 
Mm-hmm. And then the decks Alex brought with him were, I think, uh, the same Mono Fire, Avalanche, and then Mono Wind. And I was completely comfortable on both Mono Fire and Avalanche. They felt similarly strong against the same things. Uh, bonuses to Mono Fire Magissa are that it's less predictable. People don't know what is going to happen to them until it's usually a little bit too late. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's less that they know what to do about it, and especially if you haven't gotten somebody with like the Yuzuki blowout uh, <laughs> or something like that. Which I think actually, Viridian, you spectating like one game of me playing that was enough to kind of like plant seeds in your mind and put a little bit of that on your radar and hope. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I yeah. played against Hunter. I'm like, I'm never playing Luso until. Uh, yeah, you're <laughs> like, you're like, hold on, I, I, you're like, I kind of have seen this actually, like enough to know some of the the tech. Um, but yeah, like there's definitely things in there they don't think about, like the three CP squall, the new one, yeah. Chris, that gives one of your guys plus two K when he enters the field. So what you Massive. do is you're like they try to remove one of your guys that's not the Magissa, and you're like, okay, well response ping Magissa. Like they they try to like um Brynhildr Brask is a huge one, right? Yo, so you yeah. ping Magissa and then you go get the squall and then you plus two K the Brasca. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're like, just kind of like, uh... yeah. And it's like, okay, well, next turn I have a, another body again. And on damage three, he, when he attacks, he gets to pick somebody they can't block, and he gets to do that um, that damage thing every turn. So yeah, it's like little things like that. Um, so I almost played that, but what I, was funny is the whole Airbnb starts switching to Verstale, uh, and Alex and I both just look at each other and we're like, oh, I guess we're playing Avalanche. <laughs> 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 I guess I guess I'm playing Wedge, bro. I mean, I, I mean, Avalanche is just so strong, right? It's very consistent, um, which is ironic as I go to can talk about my day. Um, Avalanche is a deck that I've played, Chris. You know this since literally that dual starter came out. Yeah. Um, we've been tweaking it, and I actually credit a lot of Alex and my. Uh, quirky choices in our avalanche list to with the Adams fifty percent burst tweak that you Dude, uh, when you I decided was... you were sick and tired of losing to aggro decks you're you've oh, had I was it high as a kite when I made that Dude, deck. that was Dude, so was funny. Putting... Dude, Ryan, I was putting all kinds of bursts in this shit. Oh, no, we told like, him, fucking... dude. <laughs> Ex Kefka, I was like, Stadio, was brother. Dude, it was literally throwing shit at the wall and just see what sticks. He and wanted that we, number to say twenty five ex burst. That's all he cared I did. about, bro. Damn right. And but like, if we hadn't tried some of that tech, around. if I hadn't tried Sid Mobius and that Chris, I would mm-hmm. never have ever tried that card. And that card is an all star in that list. Yeah. It's really, really good. Um, but yeah, anyway, so we we just kind of said, okay, that that made us stick on the avalanche. So. We both played Avalanche. Uh, Alex had been playing a lot of Mono Wind in uh, the month leading up to it, and he really liked that deck. Uh, I had been playing a lot of the Earthwind Sophie deck that's very close to like, uh, what Paget was doing. So I had actually reached out to Pat and said, what's our tech, dude? What's like the new set looking like for us? Uh, he told me he's off the Golbez onto the Man in Black. So I took a look at Man in Black, and uh, in that Sophie deck, let me tell you, he's right at home. I've got, you know, the color fixing to play him. So I go ahead and I just lay that guy down on the field, and it's like, not only is my Man in Black enter get me that summon, now he's killing a guy while he comes in, maybe draw me a card, maybe mm-hmm. Wall's protecting him. So, yeah, that deck was um, was really good. And honestly, that deck did not let me down at all this weekend. Um, it was Avalanche that actually... Uh, the, yeah, I had like a misfire out of the gate. So round one, um, I played against uh, a good player who's from New Jersey named Chris Park. He's relatively new, but Chris uh, also was pretty much in contention for Top Cut, just missed. 
But um, when I was playing against him, I smashed him with the avalanche into mono wind first because that's what avalanche does. We know that it's very, very good against mono wind, and you know, usually the the aggro stuff is. Um, and then you know he plays that into the Sophie deck, and I know how that matchup goes because I played a lot of games with Alex. Um, and it, it usually lands pretty 50-50. It's like the plan for the Earth Wind deck is usually to try to mill them, right? Mm-hmm. To just keep uh, making things annoying for them long enough or like not letting them convert the big turns into damage next turn, right? Things like that. Um, and it, you know, it was a little tough. I didn't get to Eddie and my Sophies. Like two of them went to damage and just didn't see the third. It was like a, a difficult game. It still got very close, but he got me. It was and then uh, when he switched decks, I didn't know what to expect after his mono wind deck, and it was Kingsglaive. And uh, yeah, mono lightning Kingsglaive steamrolled my Sophie deck. That's for sure. He 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 knew it was a Sophie deck because I just played the previous game. So he literally discarded every card from his hand to play two backups, two forwards, and pass on his turn. And I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right, we're in trouble. And you're now. gonna have a hard time getting through Nick. <laughs> it, it's that literally it was sure. like Regis and Tread, and then the turn after that was oh, Nick's, fuck. and I was like, okay, I'm fucked. Like every single one of these guys can be discarded to like cancel my Sophie stuff, so I can't remove these guys the right way. So I'm gonna want to hit like a big board wipe, but I'm already like getting smashed in the face a bunch. So yeah, it was a uh, real quick, and he got me in three games. So then I'm 0-1, and I go and I play against um, another one of the New Jersey guys. And I'll tell you, dude, these guys are beating me up for leaving. Um, I'm playing against this guy, and I'm like, all right, man, Avalanche. We start Avalanche, no problem. He flips over Samurais. I'm very confident in Avalanche versus Samurais. It's the whole reason I took Avalanche to Bahamut Brawl back in February. And, um, you know, I just, like, I, I go through half the deck, and I never see one of the operatives. A little bit my fault. Uh, I don't see, sorry, Big Wedge Jesse. A little bit my fault because I get a Kolka early, and I go for the Barrett Tutor. Um, I really should have held on because then I draw into my Vigalis, but I have, you know, Cloud, Tifa, Barrett. I'm missing all of the operatives, which is what I, I really need to get those party attacks off. Could not believe I couldn't find them. Um, you know, just didn't quite. I even have the elf in the deck, but didn't get there. It was maybe the one time that I felt the absence of the Tiros that we usually play because I was playing the Sophie deck, so I had to switch those into yeah. some of the other. Uh, I play less Kolka and Vigali normally, so I just increase some of those counts. But I didn't get saved as I'm getting beat up, right? You know, like there was no EX. Oh, finally, I, I fixed my guys. I do have, yeah, like you know, Chris, we have a lot of EX in that deck. Um, and in those first two rounds, the only EX I hit when I was getting smashed in round two the only EX I hit in two games to get my ass beat was a Terra that had no summon in the discard. So uh, oh, it just was no. not my match round two. It was okay. Uh, then we, we won fair, out John, after that, so we were we were doing all I was right. Say, well, to be fair, you know, losing the Terra for the Earth uh, Wind deck, uh, you know, that kind of was still even because you're replacing that with Elfie, basically, right? Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, I literally swapped in the Elfie, so I didn't lose any EXs. That's true. But um, you're definitely still, yes. you would have liked those other three. I, I felt, I all I'm sitting there thinking is like, man, uh, even though I replaced them all with cards that also search for these guys, as I'm looking at cards that I, you know, it's like, by golly, is not a Tiro. <laughs> and I was just upset. But it's okay. Yeah. It was, um, every other game, they both worked exactly the way we were supposed to. Had some great games against a lot of people. Um, you know, I, I landed the day where I was in a position to end 4-2, and I looked, and I had gotten one of my rounds that I won was a pair down. So no matter what, my strength of schedule is shot. I also started 0-2. So it's like, 
okay, if I'm playing as anybody I know at all in X2, I'm going to just scoop it up to them. And mm-hmm. I sat across from Sergio from Locals, and Sergio yeah. and I were both just sitting there like, <laughs> not where we wanted to be at the end of the day, able to just kind of laugh it off. And, and dude, I, I at that point, I had stopped playing the tournament. Like, I told him, like, you're going to get this one. Let's just sit. We did play our games, but I was, like, just talking half the time. Like, I was, like, missing stuff. Like, you know what I mean? I was totally turned off. I was like, that's it. The yeah. tournament's over. The margarita. Like, you're just waiting for the yeah, margarita train. Yeah, I was waiting for the margarita train. I was happy for the boys who I knew were in top cut. Um, and at that point I was just there for the event. So, uh, what I do have to say is that I know that what we remember on the other side of everything is like all the craziness that happened, but I literally pulled Colin aside and I said at one point, like everything has been really well run. Like this is actually smooth. There's, it's a little slow in between rounds, but we're not looking at like repairings, you know, we're not having any of these issues in between rounds. There's no unexpected delays. Yeah, the logistics stuff was handled really well um, for the most part. And, and up until then, we hadn't had any, like, severe issues. There had been a couple ruling errors. But um, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, Chris, this is one thing that maybe surprised me a little bit. And I don't know. I've been playing card games a long time. I know you have, too. Um, but there's a there's a time and a place to argue about some of this stuff, right? And I was always just kind of told, it's like, Hey, look, for the purposes of, like, the show must go on, right? Like, the head judge is head judge at the end. So, like, the head judge says the thing. The head judge is wrong. Happens sometimes, right? And it's like, we could all talk about that later. And, like, that person learns and grows and blah, blah, blah. And, like, yeah, I mean, it sucks. It's not perfect. I'm not saying that should ever be, like, okay or that's what we want. But, like, in a world where everybody makes mistakes, me, you, Radian, and everybody listening to this cast included, right? It's like... We uh, have I mean, to be able to say, <laughs> well, we have to be able to say like, okay, somebody's got the final say here. They say it, that's it. And then we can talk about it later. And so I understand the frustration of like, some of this stuff is provably wrong, but like then people start trying to argue with the judge step during the event. And like, that's not going to make things run smoother. That's not going to go great either. Right. So it's like, that's just going to make them more frustrated as they continue to have to make difficult calls throughout the day. And it's probably going to make them a little bit less inclined to like, uh to just make a call and so they're going to start soliciting feedback and then i felt bad because colin's very comfortable with a lot of these players who are sitting at these top tables and you know friendly with players like joe hunter uh, even though they're playing against each other you know knows both of these guys traveled the worlds on the team with both of these guys yeah um and is like you know kind of trying to ask them for their help and their advice but you're in a weird situation where like you should just never be asking the opponent of somebody if the ruling <laughs> This should change. And so it's like little things where, look, I think we can all agree themselves. Colin can agree. The players involved can agree. Like, we can, we should, we will do better. Right? But it's like, this has happened. The You know, we moved on. The tournament's completed. People had a very good time at the event overall. Um, And again, we're going to talk about all this stuff. We're talking about it. We're hashing it out. There's absolutely things changing, whether personal changes people are making, changes to the store, changes to the way that events that are coming up soon, maybe people hosting certain events happening soon are going to think about changes that they're going to make to make sure that some of these things don't happen. And um, I think that's really just the most we can ask for from something like this. So I think that there's been a lot of good discourse on the other side of everything 
And people were asking a lot on Wednesday during stream what I thought about everything and the different controversies in the weekend. And I told them there's a time and a place and it wasn't in the middle of the stream. And I think that's still true for, you know, there's a time and a place to talk about this stuff. So I've been appreciative of the people who have handled it well and done it kind of respectfully. And I know I, I took a little soapbox here to do that on our cast a little, but I think that um, people have been calming down a bit and there's a constructive way to talk about everything. And I hope to see people continue to have those constructive conversations because some of the reactions that I saw to the way things were handled this weekend were absolutely inappropriate and are never the way that you're going to get a change that you want to see. Like if the end goal is to actually have the change that helps the players, like that's not it chief, right? <laughs> the review bombing was just not the way to go. Yeah. Sure. Tell me. Okay. So yeah, I've heard about this. So, Tell me what was going on with that. Were people just who had, who experienced or either saw something shitty happen? Did they just start one-starring the store? Is that what was going on? Um, people who uh, saw something they felt was wrong mm -hmm. wanted to express that. And I think they just chose a way to express that that maybe was short-sighted and not fully yeah, thought not out. Fair. Because that's they thought, fair. I'm going to hit them with some, some negative impact they're going to be forced to reckon with or deal with or read, right? And I'm going to, like, get these guys in some way for what they did. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like a review for a store like that. It's like, well, uh, the store was clean. The bathroom was clean. The food was good. The people, you know what I mean? Like, it's like 90% of the things that the store did as a store were perfectly fine. <laughs> Certainly something not... happened in this small niche yeah. event one star that like might not even be run by a store. like yeah technically store staff was yeah but you know a lot of things like commentary and stuff like that isn't you know i i don't know i feel for a business that like the owner had nothing to do with how specifics of that event were run right mm -hmm. things like that that was really just um inappropriate so yeah <clears throat> But. It's not 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 fair to them for sure. Um, but overall, it sounds like the you know the event was really really good. Um, you know, again, yeah, yeah, I had a lot of fun. Dude, um, we had a sure. great time. They raffled off a lot of the extra stuff that came awesome. with the prizing. So I got one of those awesome Dissidia keychains, dude, that you know people love. Um, love they had all kinds of little trophies they were giving out. I think pretty much everybody, most people in the room, left with something on day two. At, at least promos they were giving out some of those and stuff like that. So. Um, I know that all the re-raises are different and none of them are perfect and none of them are crystal cups, but I got everything that I was looking out of a trip to play yeah. Final Fantasy this weekend. I don't know if Ryan feels the same way, but I feel the same. I thought it was a great experience. And, you know, most of the people I, um, I mean, most uh, everyone I talked to had a great time at the event, you know, I mean, bar those like hiccups, but, you know, overall it was a, a still a positive experience. Yeah. And um, I do not want just... any of those people to think that I'm sitting here trying to like delete the negative stuff that happened like or, or be like oh like well we all had fun so like the fact that you had this horrible shitty thing happen to you means it doesn't matter like no not at all like please let's continue to talk about that stuff uh the the best thing that we can do as a community is like defend ourselves against behaviors and things like that that um you know like like especially gameplay errors or judge rulings the player you are we are our best first line of defense for each other and for ourselves. So uh, talking about these things and educating ourselves and each other 
is uh, goes a long way towards preventing this stuff. And that includes, Chris, we talked about this a little, we touched on it coming into the cast, um, about what things need to change or what needs to be better. And I think that this is kind of a wake-up call that Crystal Cups are, you know, hopefully some kind of organized play is coming. And if that's coming, it's around the corner, right? It's spring next year. Yeah. Um, and when that happens, there's definitely going to be a need for educated judge staff uh, people who are interested. So I think while people are out here shouting for judge program, this, that, or whatever, sure, uh, you know, assume it's coming, but let's say they announce it tomorrow. Are you ready for it? You know, if you're one of those people who's yeah. interested in, in taking on one of those roles, start, you know, getting ready to take on one of those roles. I think there's going to be a need for the next generation of people who are interested in being, you know, TOs or judges or commentators even. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, now is the time to to kind of get your feet wet and get the experience for that kind of stuff. So really, if there's an upcoming event and you think you'd like to try your hand at, you know, judging or doing some commentary for it, I highly recommend reaching out to the people who are running those events and seeing if you can start to get that experience, because that's the only way that we get people better and more comfortable in roles like this. You know, that you can't just go out in the garden and pick a judge that you've been growing for, you know, nine months and now it's perfect and it knows everything, <laughs> dude. You know, you can't just get like a brand new judge. I can't go like, I can't hire somebody on LinkedIn with a resume to judge Final Fantasy TCG. You know, it has to be somebody who put the work in. So those, uh, if you're going to be one of the people like, hey, we need better judges, demand better judges, like, I totally agree. And I agree Square should provide resources and help us get them. But imagining that's not happening right now and it doesn't happen for a while, like, if we're not okay with the way things are right now, we're the ones who got to kind of work on making it better. Exactly. I mean, right on the money. I mean, because we're all going to be Lorcana judges, right? I'm going to be a tier four Lorcana judge, dude. Are you kidding me? I can't wait. That's right. That's right. Well, I mean, overall, it sounds like you guys had a great time. I'm definitely kind of bummed that I missed it. And again, congratulations to you, Mr. Ryan Chin Viridian, the current and most recent re-raise champion. Uh, You had a hell of a weekend of cards. The scrappy 8C taking it home. We always love to see it. We love the the Cinderella story. I've got Um, a question for Ryan on the other side of this tournament. So uh we we just finished this two-deck tournament where we had to be all serious and pick something that uh that we thought was going to win or that was safe or whatever. Now you're free. What's your next event? Is it are you going to San Diego? Um yeah, I'm going to San Diego. So you got <laughs> that's this set, right? It's just in two uh, months. Correct. Man, so so what do we I mean it's one deck. Are you right back to digging for gold as we like to say around here? You know, you're looking for the next exciting <laughs> thing. Uh, um, you know, what are you what are you messing with on the other side? I know that you don't stop playing. You know, if you're anything like me, you get home, you built another deck. So, <laughs> well, right now I'm I'm kind of helping uh, some of my teammates because they got a couple events coming up. Oh right, yeah, you just um, mentioned so... that the, there's the Japanese two deck actually, right? Right. So and I was that's testing uh, Ridia for for Eureka last night. Ridia, very cool. Yeah, that's something like the uh, Sam Tool deck too, right? Or like the three color like Radio Twins. He was no, it's uh, one of the more like aggressive ones, you know, with like the Ursula Yang Sophie. Oh, okay, okay. From like nice. the previous sets. That's fun. That's I, live, I live. Chris for like said, FF4 shit, I live. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, yeah, I did. Whenever I see a Japanese deck come my way, I mean, I fucking I immediately want to build it because I always wonder like, yeah, what it, it it's it's. 
I feel like there's a different game being played over there, right? Like a more, maybe a more, for lack of a better way to put it, maybe like a more efficient game. Because there, there's always like these weird card choices that I'm like, that is so fucking brilliant. And I absolutely fall in love with it. I think they just look at some things and they go, look, as long as the numbers are right on this, I'll try it. It can't be bad. And we're less willing to uh, to try things. So No one here is touching Leo, bro, with a stick. No one <laughs> Right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> well... Well, actually, well, I know John that, tried it, actually. I did. I, did. That. So, I remember that, actually. So not I was only, like, what the heck are you playing, John? So I, I tried it a little bit myself, and it was kind of fun. And it was fun enough that when I saw, I think Rob sent a list at one point where he just put, he posted it in the fields. It was, like, completely ignored. And he was just like, play this, it's fun. And Chris, remember when I came down for, um, when we had our RVAcation weekend, and we had yeah. our own little locals, I played Earth, Water, Luso, and I smashed, brother. Yeah, that I was, was like, uh, neat. yeah, that deck was very fun. Uh, but really, all that deck is is a Mira efficiency loop deck, and yep. uh, it turns out you can do that a lot better without Luso. So you can just kind of yep. go in that direction. But uh, I hear that I have some some guests milling about in the other room, so I'm gonna transition towards a wrap up. Do we have any? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, it sounds Mr. like you Brilliant? guys had a great weekend again um you know just real quick if i was uh, if i was there i actually had samurais and um this kind of wild ff4 it's a ninja core but it uses a lot of the new ff4 stuff ninjas it, is very real dude actually it, it, dude alex had ninjas played sleeve. a lot more efficient than i than i ever thought it would like it was actually it, you it gear is wild yeah, is very good. Yugiri yeah. is nuts dude well the the onion knight like the, the new onion knight yeah. is insane yeah. Um, the fact that Category 4 got a searcher. I think what was happening, every time I play this deck, I play Sid Paladina, and it's like, wow, I can search every card in the deck. Dude, repeatable um, can, discard yeah. to break a guy is wild. Tutor every yeah. card in your deck is wild. And the fact that that deck gets, like, what, 12 to 15 EX bursts that get you your critical card? Like, yeah. literally 12 to 15 EX that get edge? It's just, yeah. uh, it's kind of absurd. Yeah. And I've, I had some games, because this was my deck too, so I had Amaterasu in my samurai list. I would, during, during test games, I'd have turns where my opponent would try to wipe the board, I would bounce Onion Knight back to my hand, put a Yestola into play, and just cancel the effect. <laughs> like that. So it's like, that seems really good. Or like, play uh, just any one of these, like, do, you know, play the, have the cards out, do the thing, play, put uh, bounce Onion Knight back, put Hooded Man into play, untap, draw a card. Yeah, Put dude. Onion Knight back in. That thing can't block. Swing Hooded Man to win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shit like that. Like, there was just some really crazy stuff. And it's a, I was really looking forward to, like, I'm going to keep it sleeved up to dick around with it. Um, dude, Ninjas, I was, if I had more time to tweak and tinker, dude, I think it's very real. Yeah. Like, it's like, dude, Zangetsu just wins games like, like this. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to do when, like, you, you don't have a plan for this guy's going to dull five of your characters? Like, yep. well, oh, I've and got it's four like, blockers. No, you don't. Well, and it's like between. <laughs> Yugiri, Golbez, Mena, and Sid Paladina. Every card in your deck is searchable, yeah. with the exception of the Ishtola. Yeah. Like the fact that, like, I'd be using Golbez to get Onion Knight, or you know, or something of the like. Just I don't know. It's it's been a lot of fun and way better than I thought it was going to be. So I was like, you know what? This is going to be my spiky deck. I was going to take that with me and just settle back in with Samurai. So I think I'm probably going to unsleeve that. And I think now it's, t- it's time to tinker with FF6. I, I think Chris, I, I'm jumping I've been away from my here. boys let's, let's get too in there. far. Let's do it, dude. I'm, I, I, I didn't want to put the time in because I know it's going to take time. I didn't want to put yeah. the time in before the event because it was a two-deck, Chris. But now I got nothing to do, dude. Let's do it. 
Absolutely. And we're going to we're we gonna break this six. Up, <laughs> absolutely. I know you've got guests and I'm sure uh, sure Ryan is hungry <laughs> after uh, working all day. But um, any shout outs, any, anybody you want to give thanks to before we uh, let you go, before we wrap this up? Yeah, shout outs to my team, TFE. Um, they helped me prepare for uh, this event. Um, also, shout out to the people I play on Octagon, like uh, uh, Joe and KP, as well as uh, any random people I've played along the way. And then uh, shout outs to Oki and Berkeley for also helping helping uh, you know fix the Earth Lightning deck. There you go. Shout Love out that. to the Fellowship uh, from the, yes. <laughs> the Sages. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> You guys and those fucking those things were covered in jizz, but I got they were covered in jizz. I can't believe you, you put those on your body. Yeah. I'd have done it too. Dude, the only thing we didn't touch, dude, the wigs were too far. The wigs were too far. Oh I was like, God. look, dude, I'll I'll cover myself in the jizz slathered robe, but I don't want lice, you know. I hope Nick hears you in the other room and is like, what the fuck are they talking? He about? knows exactly <laughs> what we're talking about, dude. He was there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I oh, love it, man. boys. Well, that's definitely all I've got for this week. You know, Ryan, thank you for taking time. I know you've again you've been making the rounds this week, so we always appreciate having you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. Of course. Anytime. Man. Uh, we're naming this episode the one with Viridian. The one with Viridian. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> not not Thingamabob controlled. <laughs> oh, dude, thingamab- dude, I cannot, dude. I'm about to just I'm about to go deep into these six Lorcana cards that they've spoiled and just start to speculate hard. God, I can't wait. All right, I'm yep. going to go greet these boys. Thank you guys so much. Um, and that's it. That's a, that's a wrap. Absolutely. That's a wrap. Bye. Thanks once again for listening to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you can head on over to rvareturners.com. 